0: Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning to everybody. It's a great Friday. Excited to be here with everyone. We uh, we have a very, very, very special guest this morning who will be sitting in the
1: hot seats. And man, uh, when you hear this story, the seat is on fire. There is no no doubt about it. And you're, you're gonna learn real life What dealing with adversity and perseverance and all of the the stuff that we preach and talk about all the time, you're going to hear it real time uh, from mental
0: toughness at a level that I've not seen from anybody else. Yeah, incredible, man. So I'm I'm excited to share that. A couple of housekeeping
1: things. Um, Yesterday, I got out in the community and went to visit uh, my friend Keith Costello who uh, is a lifelong banker and he has started a new bank called Locality Bank. It's a digital bank. They're super cool in technology. And um, so it was great sitting with him BSing. I got my locality mug and my hat and got all of my swag. Um, They are excited to work with us uh, to help, uh, their new sales team get started. So super cool. Shout out to Keith Costello. You're doing some great things. And they actually
0: got me to open a bank account. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> I was going to say you got closed while you were there. <laughs> my, my, my question was going to be to Sam, though. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear you. <laughs> well, so this is like, you know, this is family business. Let's talk about this. So, like, I see the posts from Keith that, like, you came by, you had coffee, <laughs> and you opened a bank. And, and thank you for doing business with us, having a bank account. And I was like, did he open an on-the-ball account there? Like, has he <laughs> talked to Sam about this yet? Like, wait a minute. What is, shouldn't we have had a conversation about this, first? Here's like, my philosophy. Here's my philosophy. <laughs> I want to help
1: small business, small community business. Yeah. So I took... A, a chunk of change, and I said, "Here, I'll put it here." It's what's the difference? I moved it from I one love to the it. other, I love and it was it. great. And I enjoyed it, and I'm happy to do it. So, congratulations to Keith. And then last night, imagine this: I drove to Carl Gables, which for people who don't know the area that we live in, I might as well have gone to Atlanta. <laughs> you know, I mean? it was crazy, but I went down there to join my friend Matt De Gregorio. He put together there were eighty ceos there um that uh, mark i don't know if you know dimitri but uh dimitri was the backbone to real connects okay and one of the coolest entrepreneurs real tech savvy um amazing and we rekindled and he's working on it. and that young lady paula has there's a country called right there.
0: what's that so there's dimitri right there in the huddle there he is look at that he's
1: here good morning Good morning, my brother. So anyway, so housekeeping, it's still cool to go out. I had not really been out all day. And then this morning I get to, after this, I get to sit down and have coffee with the one and only Joy Linsky. So uh, love
0: that. And I was out yesterday as well. I got the opportunity to be on the committee for the mayor's gala this year, which room was filled with great people. Appreciate Jen Starkey, who is the co-chair for, uh, you know, inviting me to be on that. And you know, Stephen Moss, who was the uh, co-chair and 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 one of the partners of Holland and Night, which is where they hosted us last night. Beautiful uh, office. So it was great, great stuff going on there. Excited about that event. And then I will be out this morning at our Weston Jewelers location at the Hard Rock doing some work there. So we're out and about as well. It's kind of cool, man, getting out again. You know, it does work. Shaking Hybrid. hands. Hybrid, and, baby, and all about it, the hybrid. It
1: was really fun because as the crowd got bigger, I went and sat down, and I, this was my strategy. I waited for people to come to me, good or bad, it. and they did. And so when I was leaving, Matt says to me, he goes, I should probably be coaching you. And I go, about what? He goes, you never sit down in a networking event. I go, let me ask you a question. How many other people were sitting down? He goes, none. He <laughs> was the only one. <laughs> yeah. then, coincidentally uh, it's danielle from Holland uh, the night said they did go to him so. <laughs> this I great shit it. so uh we'll get some wake up music we have walk up music for our friend scott and then we're going to get into some deep uh conversation about uh, what we spoke about so let's rock let's go wake up, I'm going to let you steer the interview, but I'm going to, uh, I created some, uh, I found some walk-up music for Mr. McGregor and God is this appropriate. Go. No one told you that was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. you broke
0: Welcome to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle, Scott McGregor. Um, Couldn't be any more appropriate music. I mean, Scott is one of the first people that I met as I entered into my entrepreneurial journey and has been somebody that's been there for me over the past four years. So we're excited to have the opportunity to be here for you
2: today. Scott, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Anytime you're, you know, I'm sandwiched between in the intro between Kim Kalp and Dave Wanstead. That's, you know, you know, you've made it, you know, you've made it. So thank you guys. You know, I appreciate you guys big time. So here's, here's a
1: little backstory. Uh, This week we did Scott's, um, you know, one of Scott's podcasts where he celebrates authors. Um, We kicked off the year, had a great audience. Scott, you could not have been a better interviewer. I said that. It was, you really stoked the fire. But to uh, to kick us off, you never really know what's going on behind the curtain. So uh, tell
2: us what's happening. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think you're, you're referring to the post I put up yesterday. Yeah, um, the, the post
0: yesterday, which to me, like, you know, I'm sure a ton of people saw it because I know it got a ton of traction, but you are out and in front with a smiling face and leading the charge for doing things the right way and positivity and the post you put out yesterday i know it rocked me to my core so please share what's going on
2: yeah so you know i i have a son my oldest son is 29 years old uh he is missing uh he left a psychiatric facility on January 5th and we haven't seen him or no one knows where he is. Uh, He's been homeless. He's been dealing with mental health issues and severe drug addiction uh, since he was uh, left the Marine Corps. Um, And I think for a lot of people, you know, I've, I've talked one-on-one with a lot of people about the struggles uh, that I've seen, uh, that, that we've gone to together as a family uh, over the last decade. Um, but I've never really talked about it publicly. But yesterday, because we are trying to find him, uh, it's winter here in Connecticut, uh, and we're concerned, I just said, you know what, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary uh, and see what this incredible community that supported me um can do and, you know, flooded with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails uh, and text messages and phone calls uh, of support. Um, I guess what I want everybody to know is that while that might have been news to everybody and surprising, um, it's just and I'm not trying to minimize it. Uh, it's just a couple pages in a chapter in a very big book. Um, and if every time one of these things happened, and I think that's what's surprising people, it's like, wow, we've kind of known you either through social media or, you know, they just know me, uh, know me, um, they had no idea and it's, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. I hope I can help people. Uh, you're seeing this happen in kind of real time, um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of lessons here, and I hope I hope that if I can help one person, uh, then I'm glad. And if we can find Tucker, uh, then I'm I'm glad I put it out there. I, I want to kind of dig into it a little bit because
0: the ability to be who you are in the face of that kind of adversity is, is, is a superpower. And I know it's something that you've had to work at. Like you said, this is just a couple pages in an entire book. You had referenced to me that, you know, you knew early on, you know, as far as three years old, that he was gonna, he had some, you know, mental health issues. What does the process look like in coming to grips with that and figuring out how to whether, I don't know whether the right word is compartmentalize or put that in its place and still be able to
2: operate the way you need to for yourself. Yeah, it can consume you. And I've seen so many people where life circumstances literally swallow them whole. And I guess early on, I I just, and and I, I grew up in a very kind of crazy way and I've had lots and lots and lots of very significant adversity beyond what's happening with Tucker. Um, And I just, I believe in that oxygen mask thing. Like I can't help my kids. I can't be uh, the husband that I want to be. I can't be the friend that I want to be. I can't be the business owner that I want to be. I can't do good things in this world if I let life circumstances swallow me whole. So I have to take care of myself first. And yes, when my kids are younger, uh, it's very intense. It's very consuming. Uh, as they get older, you start to realize I can't live their life. The choices that they make are the choices that they make. And my responsibility is to let my kids know that I love them unconditionally and that I'm here to support them and to give them advice. Um, But ultimately they need to make the decisions uh, for themselves. And, you know, sometimes we make good decisions and sometimes we make bad decisions, but I would say that the combination of mental health issues and significant drug abuse, heroin, methadone, or or not methadone, it's a it's a brutal, brutal combination.
0: So you referenced your oxygen mask, right? And not allowing the environment to consume you. What is your oxygen mask? Is it working out? Is it reading? Is it a combination? How do you in moments like this or how what, what process have you developed from when they were young and dealing with this? How do you put your armor on every day to do that? <clears throat>
2: Yeah, I, I definitely compartmentalize stuff. Um, I don't let things consume me. Um, and I always keep in mind that I'm never a victim. Like, I'm never a victim. Yesterday, I wore Jason Redmond. He's a good friend of mine. He was a Navy SEAL who was severely, severely wounded in combat. And I, I, I wore his No Bad Days shirt. Um and, you know, I'm not a victim. There are people in this very moment uh, where I don't know where my son is and I don't know whether he is alive. That would trade places with me in a nanosecond. So I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm not a victim. Uh, these are all moments in time. Uh, the, the kind of this this will pass. It will. I mean, it's uh, you, you, you just can't, uh, you can't get sucked into a vortex of being a victim or um, feeling sorry for yourself. I also, the thing I, I focus on all the time is impact. I want to make an impact in the world.
1: <sighs> so, so it's, um, I, you know, I want to unpack this for people this was not you know planned because of this we did your uh, you know event on tuesday it was all joyous it was great we had no idea what was going on in the backdrop then we said hey why don't you do our huddler in the hot seat on friday great boom 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 you dropped that message in the world yesterday which I- i'm grateful for social media that you could do that one click and get to that many people yep. And it showed me there were people I know in Hartford who said, I know this person and I know this person and we'll be on the look. But it comes down to, and we reached back out to you and said, listen, we understand if you want to pass on doing this. And you had a choice. And you said, absolutely not. If there's somebody that can learn from this experience, if I can share it with somebody and they get some understanding of, the control they do have, not focusing on the control they don't have. You know, Mark talks about all the time, control the controllables. So it's a choice that you have made a very difficult one. I mean, one, you know, and you know, I think we all have our battles, we all have our demons, but when they hit home like this, there isn't one parent that's watching this, that can't, you know, at least, you know, like think like, holy shit, man. I, I, I can't even imagine this that Mark was sitting there with his nine month old with Jules and going, oh, I can't fathom it. You never fathomed it. So I want to focus on the choice and to you know, going back to Mark's question. Choices are difficult, but you need to have some support. And so you, you obviously have a great wife. You yes. obviously have this community and you chose
2: to lean on the community, which is a big, big, big takeaway. Yeah, I mean, uh, the support that I've gotten, the support I've had my whole life has been great. Um, and I have an incredible wife. Um, Meg is is amazing. I uh, wouldn't have started my businesses without her. Uh, and, and certainly would the, these times would be a lot more challenging without that support because she sees everything. Um, but I don't cancel stuff. I don't, because I think when you start to succumb to these things that you're dealing with in the moment, you, you tend to become a victim. And then I I always think like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to lay on the couch. I'm not going to like curl up in the fetal position. All I can do is take action and have a positive impact. So I had, you know, a lot of meetings yesterday. I have a lot of meetings today. Uh, I hope I can help people uh, in those meetings. Uh, yes, we're on a search uh, for for Tucker, but um, that can't be my twenty four seven existence because it will it will consume me. It will swallow me up. So, what Lori says, you know, when you have the courage to be vulnerable
1: and share the challenge. You know, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles in this world is like, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength, incredible strength, you know, and Mark, you and when you worked with Trevor Moad and, you know, Russell Wilson, and you talked about neutrality, how difficult that is to get to that place. I I spoke to Tim Rappold yesterday about neutrality, living in that place where you're above your circumstances.
0: Scott, I have a question. It might be a difficult one, but for me... I know that because they're little, I feel guilt. If I say yes to a meeting when there's obligations for the kids or I struggle with like, where do I draw the line and say, no, they're the most important and I need to be there for them. And where do I say, no, 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 I need to feed myself or I need to, you know, build the business because that's what we're doing. It, do you have guilt is there guilt involved how do you manage where you say i can't allow it to consume me it can't be my 24 7 thing because they're adults and they can make their own decisions but
2: how how do you manage that um a couple things first is i don't care what other people think uh i know what i what i've done my entire life uh i never missed uh a practice I never missed. I coached probably every sport they ever played. Uh, I never missed, uh, a school, uh, meeting, uh, and both of my children, uh, had special needs. So we were constantly in PPTs and later on, you know, I spent a lot of time in the principal's office when they were getting suspended and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, uh, so I don't I don't have guilt because I know in my heart uh, what I've done, and I was always omnipresent. If anything, there were times I remember this even in grade school. Uh, we'd be like, "Where are all the dads?" You know, and I was a chief revenue officer. I had a pretty crazy job. Uh, I was also a single dad uh, for a long period of time. So uh, their mom. Left and moved to Florida to be with a boyfriend, and I had to raise a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old by myself. Uh, being a CRO uh, in a hyper-growth startup, it was crazy times. Um, but I never missed any of that stuff, so I don't, I don't have guilt because. And and I got, believe it or not, I got messages yesterday, like very hateful messages. Oh, um, people really, yeah, a lot. (laughs) Uh, I can see that. Um, just people that are hurting themselves that, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't know me, but they blamed, you know, it's, it's your fault. It's your ambition. It's your, this, it's your, that it's like, right. You know, I feel sorry for them. Um, right. They don't know anything about the circumstance. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you get that, but it, I think when you know in your heart uh, what you've done and what you haven't done um, it either impacts you or it doesn't those those messages didn't impact me. Uh, as a matter of fact, I sent messages back to all of them just saying like, thanks for, you know, thanks for the support. Thanks for reposting. A couple of people said like, Hey, I'm going to repost this, even though I think you're a piece of whatever. <laughs> oh my God. It's unfathomable to me. It really is that somebody
1: could, you know, have any kind of negative feeling about this other than empathy. And what can I do to help? I, I just, yeah people uh, yeah, are hurting I, though yes
0: yeah, you have un- you have unbelievable perspective and understanding to recognize through your own pain or through your own struggle and have somebody lash out at you to be able to have that grace for them is incredible and and, and I, I have a question do you think that some of that capacity or compassion came from your upbringing came from Growing up in a dysfunctional family and being so driven to not repeat that or have it be different.
2: Yeah, I definitely. Um, You know, I I don't know if it's like just my DNA or who who knows, (laughs) but I do think we're a function. We're of you know, life is cumulative, and you know, there was lots of craziness in the way that I grew up. And I've had lots of adversity, Uh, you know, I grew up poor uh, in in an affluent town, which is a weird way to grow up. And I've wound up, you know, with financial freedom. Uh, You know, I grew up myself with a learning disability. Uh, I graduated from college with honors. Uh, I have massive anxiety. And I've successfully run a couple companies and built companies. I have a heart condition called Brugada syndrome that's also known as sudden unexpected death syndrome. And I've climbed the equivalent of Mount Everest in a weekend. Um, I'm not a victim. I'll never be a victim.
0: Unbelievable way to end the week. I just, um, that, that comment, I'm not a victim. Yeah. You know, I wrote about victimhood in a post earlier this week. Correct. You know, I've had nowhere near the amount of adversity that you've had, but I've dealt with traumatic moments in my life and had trauma. And I believe that that is the thing that's always served me well. Right. Is the refusal to believe that I didn't have some kind of responsibility or I didn't have some kind of role in getting out of it, you know, and taking that taking that, that,
2: that philosophy and that mindset. I I do, I do just want to say this before we end that I really believe adversity is a gift and I say it and people have heard me say it, but maybe they don't know the context of my backstory and, or any of that, but adversity is what has built insane resiliency so that these moments, does it hurt my heart? It hurts my heart. Um, but am i going to be okay? i'm going to be okay. and i'm going to make sure that i continue to make a positive impact because i built insane resiliency. it's just like going to the gym. it's like these are moments in time. so if you've if you've lost a job, if you've gone through a divorce, if you've had a health issue, if you're scared about the recession, you know, if you're worried about covid or anything, These are just moments in time and they're going to make you stronger and they're going to make you more capable of weathering the next storm. Because that's one thing that I've known my whole life is that there's always another storm and it's just a matter of how strong you are to make it through that storm. So adversity is a gift. I don't wish this on anybody and I wish it wasn't happening but I can't wish things away. It's reality. This is happening right now in real time. But this is making me stronger because I don't know what the future holds. Um, but incredible! I the think mic that's drop a moment, moment right there.
1: Like <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> Scott, what can this audience? Uh, obviously, we're going to ask them to pray. I totally believe in the power of prayer. So all of us collectively, Huddlers, will be praying. But what can each of us do to help? this situation.
2: Yeah. Prayer, reach, reach out to other people. Um, be in, not, not nothing about, you know, this situation that we're going through, not knowing where Tucker is. I don't think anyone can really do a, a, a lot. I mean, I hope that the collective social media presence uh, can somehow help us find him, but, but, just know that there are people that are going through stuff and I, and, and help support them, um, in any way that you can, because, you know, however many people there are in this call today or in any group that I'm ever in, I always know that 30, 40% are going through heavy shit. Uh, and, you know, that's the kind of no victim mentality, uh, Thank you, I don't Scott. know if that makes any sense yeah, at all. No, it
0: makes a ton of sense. And uh, your drive to create an impact regardless of circumstance and then your call to action for people to create an impact, not about your situation, but just within the world that they can create an impact in is, again, you're, you're an unbelievable human being. And I am so grateful that I know you. So grateful for all that you've done for me. And uh, I just, you know, I pray that something good happens here. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Love you, you got man. it. Fantastic Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Great way to end the week. Everybody have a blessed weekend. We will see you on Monday. Let's get down to business.
1: Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this.
2: Let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business
0: I'll Give you one
2: more night.